0: So we left off at kind of a dramatic point. All of you had uh, tracked down the mysterious girl that had given you so much trouble that you don't even remember at the cemetery. You found a computer that indicated some sort of connection, if even a step removed, by Deck. And you ran into Mr. Herzog, who... Gave you a bit of trouble and then escaped. You weren't sure if he was more upset about his book or about who might have gotten it. But yes, all of you have quite a bit of time before you were expected to do anything, before anything is next up on your to-do list. What would you like to start with? You can go scope out a situation in Arkham Key, or you can follow up uh, any of the other leads.
1: So, Zach takes out his phone, because I remember that I got a message from Anton about him being done or something, and he
0: wanted me to give him a call, so I ring him up. Phone rings a few times. Where are you guys when you're doing this? (laughs) I
2: think we're still at the square.
0: Yeah,
1: we're still, we're just hanging out in the street.
0: Oh, right, yes. You bring out your phone, and you, uh, you dial him up. After a couple of rings. Oh, Zach, I'm so glad
1: to hear from you. You're all right, yeah? I'm fine. Anton, I think we need to talk. Okay, I mean, we've got to make it quick. I've got a press conference coming up in a minute here. Do you have some time today? Maybe can we get something to eat? Yeah, all right, all right. If that works for you, I'll be on my way. I'll make sure that they know you're coming. Okay, I'll see you later. I hang up and I like look at the other guys who I think were all there, right? We, The one type we didn't split up. I say, I still don't believe that Anton could have anything to do with this, but it's clear that I need to talk to him. So what are you guys going to do in the meantime?
2: I was thinking of going to the pier, but, you know, have me on speed dial or something if anything happens give me a call like uh, yeah it doesn't matter if you can talk or not just call me and i'll know
1: all right all right okay are you are you all going to go to the pier might be better right who knows what's down there
0: yeah safety numbers
1: then um see you later and you know be safe we meet up at nortons i'll give you a call when i'm done all right i guess we part ways me heading to belarofonte and then the guys heading to the pier
0: You arrive at the The place is bustling, even for the holiday, and there's a lot of news vans out front. You manage to make your way through the crowd, and security seems to be ready for you, and they, they allow you in and direct you to the annex building just behind the main structure, where it seems that it's a lot less of the public face it's certainly, you know, lovely and, and well appointed and constructed, but it's not the sort of new tech company open plan look and much more the sort of place that you would expect high profile technology and software to be built, someplace that's, you know, very much about getting the business end done. And the signs here all say Lion Securities as opposed to Bellerophon technologies. All of the press is in the main building that you had visited before the one that used to have your father's office in. It being much less a place for anybody who's not directly involved with the business. It's not exactly like they've got the charcuterie platter out, but you know, you're able to get a cup of coffee and a muffin and kind of sit and wait. Meanwhile, the other group makes their way down to Arkham Key. As I've said before, it's not quite as intimidating in the daytime. It's just much more object when you can see all of it. The Ashen Quarter, Little Escalia, that's a place that the city has abandoned, but its denizens are house proud. They have a sense of determination and self-respect about it that uh, is significant. If the city won't get something done, then... Councilman Baptiste or Reverend Williams will petition for it. And if they can't get it done, then, you know, Big Chief Petit will usually get together some locals to take care of it themselves. Out here, the city has abandoned this place, and so has its own people. Its neglect is just permeating. Filthy rubbish-lined gutters and the smell of decay of the unmaintained buildings, streetlights, and other municipal landmarks are all broken or missing. And, you know, even on a holiday like this, the majority of the people on the streets are corner drug dealers and their customers, all of whom give you a hard eye as you go in because uh of course as always you have to make the later half of the journey there on foot since long ago the city stopped trying to build an underground connection into Arkham Key and most cabbies won't go there. Norton's is on the far side by the water and so it's something of a It's one of those things where you basically had to go through the entire neighborhood and walk this gauntlet of intimidation before you finally get to the central gathering point of town. Inside Norton's, things are relatively quiet. There's a few regulars, all of them looking more or less like craters people. Now that you've come to gain some understanding of how things work here and the sort of folks that are in this organization there's kind of a sketchy looking older fellow behind the bar you imagine the eponymous Norton again yeah the bar's mostly empty but uh, it's ambiance fills the room Goethe's seems like a it's an unwelcoming atmosphere for anybody who's a sleeper And it's definitely a bit of a dive, but much like Askelia, it's maintained as well as Bobby can. And for those of you who are on the Rift side of things, it's very easy to accept it as a second home. You have a feeling that these guys who seem like they're in here every day, even they don't like this place. Even the proprietor seems unhappy to be here. As if everybody's just making do with the best of a bad situation. None of you have ever done any time in prison, but you imagine that this is sort of the attitude that permeates it. It's easy to make the connection in your head that the residents of Arkham Key might be in and out of the big marble so much that they live the same out here as they do in.
2: You know, I think uh, it might make sense, especially now where it seems like just goons are in the room, to go up, sit at the bar, and uh, maybe engage Norton, just to start with. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but that's kind of where I was thinking. Sounds like a good idea. Like ordering something to drink, or...?
0: Yeah, like we're just customers for now. You get that um, classic, cliched scene of your heroes entering the rough dive, and... Everybody giving them the hard eye as they kind of, as nonchalantly as possible, make their way to the bar and sit down. Door swinging behind us. (laughs) Right. All doing your best not to look awkward. For a second, every eye on the room is on you. And then you can tell that half the eyes kind of are on you then. Everybody's going back to what they were doing, but uh, keeping tabs on these three interlopers the older fellow looks up and says, uh, what can I do you for?
2: What you got on the top shelf back there,
0: Right. He looks up to a top shelf that is covered with dusty, half-empty bottles that probably never have come down there. The way that he's looking at them, you get the sense that half of them are for show.
2: He's like reading the names as he looks.
0: Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, to be honest, most of that's just colored water.
2: That's fair. Give me a glass of whatever you drink.
0: Uh, a special reserve. And he um puts out a relatively clean glass and grabs a unlabeled jug from underneath the counter. And splashes out a clear, viscous liquid that the vapors of which sting your nose and eyes as they rise up. You sure about this? It's got quite a kick. It's kind of an acquired taste. Definitely. Been a long time since I've been in the neighborhood. You know, I grew up around here. Is that so? Yeah. I don't recognize you.
2: Yeah, I did. It's been a long, long time, though. Seems like the longer you are away, though, the less things change.
0: Yeah. My friends, uh, I'm just showing them the old neighborhood, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. What were you thinking of stopping by? I mean, we don't exactly have a MoMA out here.
2: I think you and me both know the sites aren't, uh, the sort that you get on, a Trip Advisory. What's been hot lately?
0: Oh, I see. So you were looking for, uh... For a $40 drink. And he reaches under the counter and pulls out a small plastic bag filled with a white powder. Yeah. And sets it on the counter.
2: Benji will uh, take it off the counter,
0: open it up, take a look in like he has a an appraising eye. The guy puts his hand over yours and is like, look, not in here. I mean, it's not like some cop is going to come through here at some point, but, you know, do that out on the street with the rest of the animals.
2: I'm just taking a look, you know. Sources always shifted and want to make sure that I'm, uh, not getting something. And he'll, uh, you know, kind of shake the sack and close the zipper back
0: up and tuck it into his jacket. Something
2: that didn't what it's uh, purported to be.
0: Well, uh, I wouldn't look the gift horse in the mouth, considering the sort of place that you're in.
2: I pull out some money to pay him with him and say, I didn't realize this was a gift. Slap it on the table.
0: Well, is there anything uh, I can get your friends? And he gives a hard eye to the other two. Especially Remy. He's got a sense. You were never that much of a cop that, like, I mean, all the other people on the force always kind of gave you shit about not fitting in and not having the attitude down. But um, you do have a tendency to get picked up as such by those well in the criminal element. and, And you have a sense that Norton might have savvied that you have some relation to law enforcement.
2: Some whiskey would be great.
0: He uh, goes around on the lower shelves behind him and brings out something with an unrecognizable label in a plastic cap and puts it in, uh, again, a relatively clean glass. We'd like to have Varys see if order. Just sort of like, gives a look around and says, just give me a whiskey. He pours another one. Right, right, two whiskeys and a special.
2: What, won't you join us for a drink as well?
0: Normally I would, but um, we don't get visitors around here much. So what are your plans for the day?
2: We're hoping to meet somebody. We'd heard there was a uh, a little uh, congregation
0: going to be happening. Oh, is that so? Who were you hoping to see then?
2: I'll uh, give a look around the room
0: to see who's paying attention to what before answering. Again, you get the distinct feeling, I won't even make you roll for it, it's very clear, and they're making no secret of it, that all of these goons are both making themselves quite busy with whatever, nothing they were doing when you walked in, and are also paying rapt attention to you. I'll turn back to the bartender and say,
2: Looks like everybody knows who we're here to meet except you.
0: Well, There's only one person in this neighborhood to meet, and I don't think exactly that uh, you want to meet them. But, and he looks out the filthy window, think you might get your chance. And if you follow his gaze, you'll see a town car pull up. Probably the only thing in this neighborhood that looks halfway new or clean. Out of the back door emerges a familiar, if not friendly face. Zach's ex-girlfriend, Siobhan. She's dressed in a crisp and and stylish black suit. Her hair is cut shorter and styled. She's wearing um, a large pair of very expensive sunglasses. And she steps out of it like somebody who pretty much owns everything she sees around her. With the way that she was bossing folks around the last time that you tried to investigate down here, you get a sense that she's come up in the world by moving locations to Arkham Key. But you also remember the last time that you were here, she threatened Zack with evisceration if she saw him in this neighborhood again. And you're not sure if you were included in uh, in that caveat. Or if she would even recognize you. If she saw you again. She's still outside at this point. Mm-hmm. You do remember someone saying that Crater was going to be seen here. Yeah. But maybe Siobhan ended up coming instead. Or maybe she's intending to meet Crater here. You're not really sure.
2: Uh, it's not like she's just the first out of a car. She's the only one coming out of the car.
0: Yeah. The driver... And somebody from the passenger side in the front also come out, but um, they both have look of the same sort of enforcers that accompanied her last time, you know, corner toughs with guns, but certainly nothing more than that.
2: Sure. Whenever she comes into the room, I'll uh, raise my glass
0: and a kind of salute. She for a second looks shocked. And by the time that she's taken her sunglasses off, you've seen that her eyes have narrowed to barely cracked windows of contempt and amazement at your gall. I think I made it very clear what was going to happen to all of you if you came back here again. Oh, Siobhan, we left the X. I thought we'd be welcome sight. If you've thought of switching sides, I should let you know it's a little too late.
2: I think you and I both know we're on nobody's side but our own. I was hoping we could just maybe have a little conversation.
0: Well, see, that's the exact problem. If you're on your own side, then that's not going to work for me because I'm on my own side. There's not a lot of room for that sort of attitude in this neighborhood.
2: Well, each of us can have their own side, but our interests might
0: be mutual. (laughs) What possible goal could I have in common with you? And she says it like it's inconceivable that somebody on your level might have anything to do with anything she does in any meaningful way.
2: We're mostly looking for information, and I'm guessing that uh, the sort of thing that's dangerous enough to get us out of bed You might be interested in nipping in the bud as well.
0: Huh. And what would that be? What do you know about the occult? Everything that I need, to. Well,
2: hopefully you can share a little something, because I think that there's somebody running around. Levering forces that are bigger than any one of us. Look around to the other two who are sitting with me. Those are the kind of forces that if they get out of control,
0: you never know who might get swept out to sea. Look in the direction of the ocean. Well, around here we tend to do the sweeping. And while those forces might be bigger than you, they're definitely not bigger than me.
2: That's a hopeful thing to say, and I hope you're right. But the sooner you help us out, the sooner you got less folks sniffing around Arkham K, and the sooner you have less problems to worry about just in case those forces might be a little bit bigger than you estimate. I got a picture. I was hoping you'd take a look at it and let me know if it rings
0: a bell. Uh, take out the picture of the symbol and show it to her, engage her reaction. This is the picture from The Office or The Graveyard. Yeah, the one that Zach sketched for us. I'm assuming he would have shared that whenever we split up. There's a strange reaction that's almost a look of physical discomfort that briefly crosses her face and is gone in a second. My patience is really starting to wear thin. And if I don't want you sniffing around here anymore, then this is going to end one of two ways. Let me assure you, that's what we're coming to. Either you're going to leave here and not come back and keep into mind that the warning that I gave that whiny little rich boy goes for tin pot publishers and drunk ex-cops mouthy little ghetto rats that don't know their place or you will find yourself swept out to sea and you can almost feel more than see all of the people in the bar including the two behind her all of these goons sort of tense up as if they're uh getting ready to go for uh hidden firearms
2: Ten pot? Come on. 1,000% is a little bit better than ten pot. That's a deal I'm willing to make, though, but why don't you give us a bit of a parting gift? Just to keep us sated so we don't have to come back just to look at your beautiful face again. As
0: you say this, she goes over to a radio and turns it on and uh, gestures for you to follow her alone, towards a back corner of the bar as uh, she cranks up the volume on uh, Black Magic Woman to the point where it's drowning out every other noise in the place. The same sort of move that you make when you think a, a location is bugged. Yeah, I'll follow. When you get back to the little corner that she's in, she says, Listen, I can't say anything in front of them. I know that the police are watching this place. Meet me at Pier 12 tonight. There's a gathering there, and I'm going to try and get out. I'll lean in real close.
2: We'll be there.
0: I made a mistake. I'm in too deep, and they're going to kill me if I try and leave.
2: Well, I got good news for you. You just found your lifeline. Do me a favor. Tell Zach I'm sorry. Of course. I'll separate a piece of paper with my phone number on it, too get
0: the fuck out of here like I just threatened to kill you all.
2: I'll take a step back, like she just insulted me. I'll say, "Oh, now that's no way to treat a friend that you're not going to see for a long time. Look at the other two guys, give them like a nod. Then, uh, Alright, alright, you say so. It's too bad coming back to the old neighborhood had to end on such bad terms, but I guess, uh, I guess we'll take our leave. I already paid Nelson for the drink and... This a little something extra. I'll head towards the door, hoping that my buddies will follow me.
0: I hastily finish my drink and follow. Vari doesn't bother finishing. He just gets up and goes. As you spare a glance behind you, you see her kind of below her waist, signaling with her hands, one with all five fingers splayed, the other with just the four with her thumb tucked in, which you gather to mean that nine o'clock is when you're meant to be there over in the business district. After a brief wait, eventually Anton comes in with three other people behind him and a phone to his ear. Absolutely. Launch will be going off without a hitch, and we are prepared for any complications that we get from it. And then, of course, after this testing phase, we'll be able to move on to the drone network We're got everything else in the works as we speak so by the year's end we'll have complete coverage as he sees zach there he puts the phone to his chest holds up a finger like one minute and gets back on absolutely tell the mayor that she doesn't have to worry about a thing we've got it all well in hand and there's not going to be any speed bumps from this federal investigation there in Looking into a completely different part of the company, even if something arises from that, which again I can make no comment on it not being the business that I'm literally working from, it's not going to affect the Lion Network. We look forward to hearing from you. And he hangs up. Zach. Then uh, he waves off the three followers with, you know, each of them carrying eight different things that require his attention. Did you want to? come back to the office with me, is that okay? Can I get you anything?
1: Yeah, sure, I got a coffee from your your assistant. I think I'm fine. Okay,
0: H- how have you been? I'm, I'm uh, I've been all right. I'm really sorry that I haven't been able to be as available as I, I would like to be. It's
1: fine, I think we've both been busy. Contrary to our last meeting, Zach is trying to like actually, you know, smile and appear to make nice. This time, he seems uh, almost glad to like to see Anton.
0: It looks like you're doing better. I understand it. it was quite a shock what you saw the other night. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Look, I've got good news. Come on back here. I'll let you know. All right. You go back into his office. And he pulls out a chair for you. It seems to be in a state of being mid unpacked It's new. I, I just uh, I just got started, <laughs> so it's you know we're we're still we're still moving things around a bit here with everything else that's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's looking good. I mean, uh, it's impressive. Thanks. I mean, certainly not what I was hoping for in that regard. You know me; I was never in it for the money or the status. I just wanted to make something that would help people yeah i um so i did what you said for the most part and i hope you don't get upset i went ahead and liquidated uh most of the stock and other interests in the business but there was still quite a lot left over i sold off the old home but there was a few other things he uh you know he bought you a flat it's just sitting there in midtown Waiting for the day when you'd call up. I figured I'd give you the choices to what to do with it. But apart from that, there is still a very sizable endowment. Your inheritance is pretty substantial, even without all of the other trappings of it. Here, he digs out a strip of paper with an address and a set of keys. It's in your name. Gone ahead and seen to all the legal affairs. Mm-hmm. And. I've written down the uh the accounts there. if you ever want to stop by the bank and take a look at what he left you,
1: yeah, thanks for that, anton, and you know Zach he takes the paperwork and he like he appears to be you know thoroughly reading through it, but in reality, he only glances over it. he doesn't even really recognize what he's reading after a while, after a few like seconds or minutes going through that, he puts it down and says, anton, so. I know, I mean, I'm I'm sure you've talked to the police. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, at length. I mean... I don't want to uh, interrupt you, but I'm trying, uh, or Zach is trying to, like, gorge his reaction while, like, talking to him. So I don't know if you want me to roll for that. Like, I want to basically try to um, use the fact that I know him from a long time. I want to use that to, you know, to see if I can, like, develop a... If I can see if he's lying, basically, or if he's hiding something.
0: Let's call that an investigate. Um, sure. But let's see.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zach isn't really the investigation type.
0: I I would definitely yeah, say I don't he's think he have. I'm like looking at. It, I don't uh, see a lot of tags. I mean, I'm gonna on there.
1: put good listener up there. Okay, I that's a like good. I feel like that's fair. Yeah, and then maybe
0: determined. Maybe I mean. I, uh, oh wait, kind of uh, I forgot about the crew theme. Stretch. Yeah, now nothing. Uh, yeah, let's hope for it. Sure. Uh, so, okay.
1: Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the good listener. Looking over my weakness tags, I don't think I don't think these apply here. So I'm just gonna roll oh, yeah. with the
0: one tag. Yeah, if there was a weakness tag oh, out of that, I, I think they uh, work. I, I would have uh, thrown it on. Oh, okay. It's a great success anyway. Okay, so what he says is his attitude is clearly kind of exhausted, frustrated, but it's the sort of thing, for example, that you're seeing a lot whenever there's any kind of anybody has to make sacrifices in a crisis. He says that yeah, at length, the police spoke to me, and you know, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot I could tell them. It's. You weren't the only one that your father had gotten distant with. And to be honest, towards the end of it, I don't even know what he was doing. I mean, he was the one who started us on this whole project for this security network. He decided that we were going to diversify. And then halfway through, he completely abandons the project. He even brought up to the board, maybe shutting it down. But of course, by then we'd poured so much capital into it that that would cripple Bellerophon. I mean, you know me, I would have been happy working anywhere, but this was his business from the start. I don't know why he would have made a choice that could possibly take that away from him. In any case, I mean, I guess it's a moot point now, but uh, yeah, to be honest, I really didn't know what to tell them kind of the same way I didn't know what to tell you and still don't.
1: But do you I mean, do you believe that he killed himself?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, That's that's what the cops said, right?
1: And I guess that's like what i'm what I'm trying like to use my clue point on when I ask him that is he hiding anything? Does he genuinely believe it? Can I sense that something like is off?
0: No, I mean, you haven't seen him in a long time, and if he's playing you, he's doing it so well. That to you, it just feels like when you used to talk to him when you were a little kid, he's slipped perfectly back into the sort of dynamic, the conversational tone that he had with you when you were younger. At the very least, I will say that everything that he is saying is true to the given extent of truth. He's not saying anything that stands out as deception.
1: Okay. So... I want to like appear to switch conversation in the middle. Anton, do you remember Christmas when I, I think it was when I turned nine? Yeah. You bought me my first own computer and you know, dad was all excited because he, he always wished to make a program or
0: whatever out of me.
1: But do you remember that it was with your, you know, your own, I think it was
0: your own OS. Yes. Your dad told you it was new. I had built it. (laughs) He had sunk every dime of the family's money into our business. He was strapped for cash that year. You were pretty close to getting foreclosed on. If we hadn't actually made this work, he would have lost your whole family's fortune. Yeah, I do remember that. What happened with your program, like with your OS? I mean... It never reached the market, right? Well, yeah, it was operational, but you know, any further development and testing would have required an investment that we weren't ready to make at the time and afterwards we never really needed to we we had other products to focus on so i guess i just never really thought to go into it again
1: so and i think at this point like my voice is getting a bit like sharper and my expression is like less smiley and indulging in memories and more um inquisitive so you'd never worked on it again you never used it on any other computers
0: no, it's I mean technically it's an operating system that you're you're kind of one of the only experts in the world in because there were only three people who ever used it.
1: That's really interesting because I I thought the same but what would you say if I told you that I I found a computer with that exact OS
0: on just huh. recently. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I I <sighs> I experimented with the idea of just kind of throwing it out there just rights free at any point. But unfortunately, I made the mistake of developing part of it in your father's house, which meant that technically he owned a bit of it and he wasn't going to put anything out there without uh, trying to make some money off of it. But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe a copy of it leaked. I'm not sure. That is interesting, though. It'd be great to hear that that took off. I mean certainly nice to hear that somebody got some use out of that boondoggle. I put hours into that.
1: Anton, I need you
0: to think really hard. Do you really think that could have been leaked? What's going on here, Zach? What's the matter? I don't understand what you're saying, maybe. Just please, please answer the question. As far as I know, I'm the only person who's ever installed that software on anything.
1: (sighs) I... this is
0: not the answer I would have liked. I don't know what other answer to give you. I, I I mean I'm not trying to dissemble with you here. I just I, I don't know. I mean it's it's software, you know, it's not exactly like you can control what happens to it once it's out in the world.
1: Anton, I don't think my dad
0: kid himself. <sighs> Zach, I know that this is a difficult thing and what happened was awful and the way it happened was awful. But I mean, he was found in a locked office with a gun, and that hooker he was with, they figured out that he had nothing to do with it. Yep. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Look, I understand that you would want a chance to have done things differently, but that's not how this works. As awful as it is, we're all going to have to accept that we missed our opportunity to make things right with him, and he didn't give us the chance to do it.
1: Okay. I'm I'm gonna try to explain things as clear uh, and concise as I can. And then I'm gonna listen to your answer. And depending on what I hear, I might have to act. Under my dad's desk there was a rune. A rune smeared in blood. Probably from the boy. And we tracked that rune down. And that rune is used to hide something. We also investigated the cause of death. You know um, the gun that lay like next to him. That's an old police revolver. There was another case. A man who who died with the same kind of weapon, and we dug his body up because we think he's been killed by the same guy. And when we did that, we lost time. Not in I got drunk and lost time, as in. It was suddenly five minutes later, my friend had four gunshots wounds in his chest with an old police gun and there was another rune smeared in blood in the cemetery. We tracked a girl from that cemetery and in her flat we found a computer with your operating system. So please Anton, tell me a logical reason that doesn't mean you're connected to this, why she would have your OS on her computer. was produced by David Klebes with music by Lillian Warner and narration by Mox Club. Art was provided by Emmanuel's Design. If you liked what you heard, consider rating the show on iTunes and recommending it to your friends. You can follow the show on Twitter at MetroParaCast. The cast list is as follows. Michael Davis as Remy Dubois, Quentin Harper as Havari Timley, Alex Michaels as Benji Summers, David Klebes as Zach Malik, and Alexander Truffurter as the Master of Ceremonies.